Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. I'm so happy that you're listening today. My goal is to bring something new, something promising. I plan to bring conversation, resources, and wisdom around the things that are holding us back from going for our best. We'll talk about everyday life and careers. I'll bring us dialogue designed to dig deep and identify our passions. We'll talk about the limits that you need to let go of and the promise that you need to grab a hold of. I'll interview women who bring valuable insight to the table. We'll have opportunities for Q&A and we'll talk resources to help along the way. There are levels to this and we'll hit them all starting at the ground floor. We all have dreams and now is our time to level up. Ground floor. To reinvent, to change something so much that it appears to be entirely new. Reinventing requires knowing who you are. You have to know who you are, understand your value, and embrace who you're designed to be. You must embrace your divine appointment. Recognize that no matter the task, you are equipped to handle it. Your affirmation. I am a child of God, which makes me royalty. As royalty, I have hope, purpose, and a divine plan for life. At no time should I feel like I'm not entitled to God's best, for he has made promises to me. He can't lie about what he's promised. It's not in his character. The fact that he hasn't backed out of any of his promises to me thus far is my proof. He has taken his time to fearlessly and wonderfully make me from the crown of my head to the edge of my toes. He had to take time to think this through because I'm not like anyone else. And he has made a lot of people. (laughs) Who he says I am negates anything that society tries to dictate. As a prized possession of the Most High King, I have to strive daily to walk upright so as to not embarrass him and cause the unsaved to run away from the kingdom. My scars, bumps, and bruises aren't ugly to him because they are the tools he used to build me into what he desired me to be. Surely, if he doesn't see them as being ugly, I shouldn't believe to the contrary. As I go about my day-to-day business, I have to be the light needed in a dark world. I have to make sure that my shine is giving him glory. I can't walk around straight, upright, and head hell high without believing I am his. I can't be boastful, but my glow has to testify to his goodness and daily grace and mercies. I am yours, God. It's a privilege to be a child of the King. In you I live, move, and have my being, and my daily desire is to please you. I'm working hard to be the royalty you would have me to be so that one day you will welcome me with open arms. And when you see me, I want to be greeted with, you did good, and I'm happy 
to have you here. Main level. Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. And today I'm very excited because we have one of the authors from the soon-to-be-released Reinvented to Rise. I am so excited about this project. Um, you know, I've shared the story of I knew there were women out there who, like me, were interested or had no choice but to reinvent, to rise out of uh, a situation or a, a, a health condition. There's so many different things that women have to deal with and reinvent for. And I was just so honored and so blessed to have the women that are participating in this anthology. And in the midst of pulling people, I thought about two other women in my family that I know have had to reinvent themselves. So this truly is an anthology, and it's amazing how relationships have kind of mixed across across the whole quilt of this project. So we have individuals, of course, who have had to reinvent, and then we have those who are, who are related, such as this young lady that I have with me today. This is my mom, Mary Simmons, and she is one of the authors of Reinventing uh, or Rising or Reinventing to Rise. I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself there. And we're talking to her today as, of course, one of the authors of the book, and she's going to share with us some of her experiences and what has made her resilient and made her into someone who's able to reinvent herself or who was able to reinvent herself to better her situation. So welcome, Mom. Thank you. <laughs> We're thrilled to have you here. Real thrilled to have you here. It's nice being here. So tell me, what was the first thing you said to me when I said, I want you to be in the book because I think you have a story to tell? How did you feel about that? Well, I didn't know. I know I had something to tell, but I didn't know how to go about it. Right, so, right. Um, you helped me along the way. Yeah, so yeah. made it easier for me to really pull out what I had to share. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, and this, mm -hmm. but the story is yours. Yours, yes. it is all yours. I just wrote out what you told me. Right. So you made it really easy right. um, for me because, of course, she lived it. So um, who better to tell about what she had to do and to give advice to other people out there who may have to reinvent? Um, who better to do that than the person who actually has experience doing that? So it's funny, uh, you know, we all thought probably of one instance at least where we had to do something um, to reinvent ourselves. But I know for a fact that this person next to me has had many occasions where she has had to do something to rise above a situation, rethink how she's approached something or just changed 
um, totally her perspective on things. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today, mom. And, um, you know, I think back to a couple of occasions, you know, even you as a young wife, um, when your, when your husband went abroad, you had literally just left out of your parents' house and here you were a newlywed. Um, and when dad went overseas, um, it was your first time, you know, as a newlywed. And at that point you had a child. What are some of the things, there were some things that you were able to kind of do in your house, of course, but then after you, you know, were out, uh, a, a mom and kind of on your own for a little bit, you had to kind of reinvent how you used to think about things. Cause I know you were saying, well, you know, dad couldn't always do things and mom would always do this. So then you kind of had to take charge. So what are, what are some of the things that you went through, um, when dad was deployed and you were here Okay. with me? Yeah. <laughs> Frank went away after you uh, become three years, three months old. Mm -hmm. They let him stay until you were three months, and then he left. And of course, when he left, being a newlywed, getting a house and everything, and he was in bills before that, that the money that was coming in wasn't enough money. So you was a baby, and I found someone that was working at a place that I knew I could get a job or do well on this job. Mm -hmm. So I asked her and she put my application and I was accepted on this job. So I went to work and it was only a six months um, period that I had on the job to work. It was like a tryout for me. Mm -hmm. So I worked, they said if I worked the six month and was productive, then they would see about placing me on a permanent position, mm -hmm. which I worked three months and they called me and said I was doing so well, they wanted to offer me a permanent position. Mm -hmm. It was myself and another lady. Mm -hmm. So I got a permanent position and this made me, I could work, which the job paid well. I could work as many hours as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And come in every day. So I did this. Frank was overseas. He was supposed to be over there for 15 months. And I would take Alethea. My mom said she would keep Alethea. And while I worked, so I did, I would take her home every night. And every morning I would take her back to my mom. When I got home, she had everything ready. Alethea was ready. Meals were done for her. And I would come home and next morning I would go to work. And I did this up until a month before Frank came home. Mm. And I had paid all his bills, all the bills that was there, plus I had saved money. Mm -hmm. And he never knew I had a job. Mm. He never knew I had this job. So I worked it out because as it was, he left me. I didn't have enough money to pay bills and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to uh, keep the house going. Mm. So I did this and when he got back, he was surprised that I had gotten a job, had someone to take care of Alethea, paid all the bills, and had money saved. Wow. So I had to reinvent after he left because, like I say, he didn't have enough money to pay the bills, mm -hmm. and it was no other. I didn't have a job. So that forced me into getting a job mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to um, 
compensate for the stuff right, right. that was there that I had to do. So immediately you left from being a, a teenager um, into a very responsible adult who had to, you know, who didn't really have a whole lot of time to, to make that transition. You just no. had to jump right into it, no, take control of the household, and uh, make the money to make ends meet mm -hmm. and do what you had to do yeah, and learn to be a new mom. That's right, I yeah. did. Yeah, so that's, a, and you know, that takes, that takes a certain amount of stamina. We talk about reinvention, but there's just some basic things that we're taught that really kind of set, the playing field to know or for us to realize that, you know, when pushed up against a wall or when the rubber meets the road, there's some basic things that we have to do. And I know it's stuff that you taught me as well. And one was, you know, never to give up for one. Um, and the second was do whatever is necessary to Put yourself in the position of where you need to be. So if that means you do things differently or you act differently or you, you know, you have to do a different job, you have to, you know, get training in something else. You always taught me that in order to do some of those things, in order to get where you need to be, you need to, if you need to change then you need to go ahead and do that and not be afraid of it. And I mean, you're a good example of that. And I know that's something that you also taught to me during a very, um, oh boy, a very rough time in life that I think of when I was 16 and how you taught me resilience during that time and helped me to be able to adapt. And in many ways, we both reinvented because you... Um, you were basically um, dealing with a child who at that point had a handicap. And then, of course, I was the child with that handicap. So you taught me how to adjust and how to do things differently. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that time? Okay, you turned 16 the 1st of May, going to school, and I had just had major surgery, so I was home recuperating. And I got a knock on the door that morning after you left to go to school. And this was a friend of yours that rode the bus, saying that you were in an accident, that a school bus had hit you. And it was at the end of the street where we live. So I wasn't working. I was getting ready to go half time, a half days at work. So I ran down to the road, and there you were on the ground. And people was everywhere. So when I got there, air police told me not to touch you because you were badly hurt. Mm, so I have been, okay, so I have been hit. You've by been the hit bus. by a school bus walking. And it crushed my foot. Crushed your foot. Mm. So they, we were on the base and the hospital was there. So they took you there and they found out that they couldn't, it was too severe. They had to send you over to Andrews. So that's where we went. And it took about four hours to do the surgery. It took a while to get the gravel out of your foot and everything, and they said you wouldn't be able to walk again after that. So we prayed, and you heard that you would not be able to walk again, and that threw you in a different 
frame of mind, and I had already, I was already in a different frame of mind because of it, but I told you, we're going to work through this, we're going to go through all the surgery they have, and whatever outcome it is, at least you have your life. You didn't get the, the bust and hit your head because if they said you turned around, it would have been your head instead of your foot. So finally it got where you, they told you that they could save the foot. But you would have to be going through uh, extensive um, physical, therapy. physical therapy and mm -hmm. also skin graft and mm -hmm. a whole lot of other surgery you had to go through. So we went through a couple of the surgery, and then they did the skin graft. And I'll never forget the day they said you could come home. You were in the hospital for months. And this was your last year in high school. You wanted to go to college. We were coming out after you had your skin graft with the foot out to air. And you were on crutches, and kids was out there screaming and running back from it because it looked just that bad. And you started crying, and I said, Alethea, this is your foot. You can walk on it. Who don't like it the way it is? Mm -hmm. It's fine mm -hmm. because at least you have your foot. Don't let this intimidate you. Mm -hmm. You keep on keeping on because you still have your foot and you have your life, and we're going to work through this. Mm -hmm. And it was getting near the time for you to go to college. Mm -hmm. You only applied to one college, which was Georgetown. Mm -hmm. And eventually you graduated from Georgetown. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't easy, but we learned to deal with what we had to deal with. Basically, we got the job done, but we had to do it in a different way, huh? Mm -hmm. We had to do it in a different way. In a different way. way all together. And I distinctly remember um, having to, to reinvent how you know, even I thought about things, and you would anticipate what I was going to say and immediately have something to reverse it to something positive. And then even when you felt negative, you would turn around and, and, and make it positive. So we had to kind of reinvent how we thought mm -hmm. more than anything and then put into play the things that we needed to do, um, you know, to get me to that finish line. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a joint effort. It was. It was a joint effort. It was, you did well. Yes, yes. You did well. And my parents were a huge piece of that, mm -hmm. <laughs> huge piece. So, you know, you, you give a, a very, um, in just a very moving account of something that you know, you had to go through, which really caused probably one of the biggest reinventions that you've ever had to do in life. And we won't, we won't talk about that a whole lot because we want people to read about your story. Mm -hmm. But if you were to give some advice to someone who needed to come back from, um, you know, an adverse situation, who needed to be encouraged to go and, you know, do whatever is necessary to fulfill their purpose, to get them to where they want to be, basically to, 
turn things around for themselves, what kind of advice would you give specifically to women? What kinds of advice would you give? Um, yeah, what would you tell them? First of all, I prayed. I prayed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I got faith and determination that I would not let anything mm. get in the way. And if mm. you want it bad enough, if you want it bad enough and you trust and believe that it's going to happen, it will happen. But you have to have the faith mm -hmm. and you have to keep on pushing. You just can't stop. Mm -hmm. And don't let anybody turn you around. Mm. Don't let anybody turn you around and say it can't be done because it ha it will be done and it has been done. I've mm -hmm. seen it done in my life many times, not just with your foot, but with other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I know mm -hmm. it can be done. So just keep the faith and and be determined that this the God's going to pull you through it. Mm -hmm. And 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 we had to change things around. There was stuff that we had to let go. Mm -hmm. But then we did not give up, and we, I never got to the point where I thought you wasn't going to ever, your foot, you was going to lose mm -hmm. the foot completely. I mm -hmm. didn't think that. Mm -hmm. I always thought that you, the foot would have been saved. You may not have been, it might have, uh, you couldn't use it the way you did before, mm -hmm. but at, at least you can walk on it. Right, right. And you had it. Mm -hmm. So that was a comeback for me. But determination and faith. And don't don't stop. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. Don't give up. So those are the tools that you would recommend for mm -hmm. reinvention. Mm -hmm. Determination, faith, and an ungiven up spirit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. I want to tell you guys, you know, of course, once the book comes out, you'll definitely have to read her story for more on um, how she reinvented and how you too can reinvent if you find yourself in a situation where that is needed. But that is it for today. Thank you all so much for being a part of the podcast. The Loft. Welcome to The Loft. Today we're telling you about two resources that really kind of tie into what we've been talking about with reinventing. The first resource is a book by Valerie Burton, Successful Women Speak Differently. You can find this book at any place that you get your digital books or your hard copy books, your favorite vendor. I use Amazon. The book talks about how we speak, and that is such an important piece of what we need to do as we choose to reinvent. She talks about how the most successful women, you know, they aren't always the most talented, but they have a knack for communicating in a certain way. And in the book, she talks about recognizing how you speak what you say, and how that helps to determine whether you're successful or not. How it's important to speak accurately about yourself and how what you say really helps to determine your frame of mind and helps to negate those negative 
feelings that we frequently um, try to fight with about ourselves. And of course, my second resource, I couldn't not mention, Reinventing to Rise. It's coming next month. July 9th is the release where you will get to hear these powerful stories, stories of women who dare to reinvent to be better. Okay, we've reached the end of the episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. As you catch the elevator down, if you feel so inclined, rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, every day is a new opportunity, and it's never too late to level up.